Blog Talk Radio. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Episode 25 of Real Travels. I'm your host, Lisa Iannucci, and on today's show, I talk about the new year, even though it's almost the end of January, and I have a fun interview with Shannon Enton, travel and entertainment blogger at thetvtraveler.com. Let's get to it. January. It's still January, so I guess I can still say that, right? If you don't make them, that's your decision, but I make New Year's resolutions, and one of the New Year's resolutions I've made for this year, I have several, is that I'm going to become more regular with my podcasting content for you, and I'm working hard to do that. That being said, it's already almost, like I said, the end of January, but I'm finally starting to get these shows up. I had some podcast editing issues, but I think I finally corrected them and I'm ready to move forward. FYI, I'm a one-woman show in between this, my regular writing work and deadlines, downsizing a home of 20 years and trying to set up a new year with a new place to live. It's been nuts, but no more excuses. This podcast is really what I love to do, and this is what I plan on bringing you every week to the best of my abilities. So what are my other resolutions for 2020? Well, there's a Real Travels online magazine that it's on its way to you. I've been working really hard on that. You can go to realtravelsmagazine.com. I have a few articles posted on the site already, including one on the eight film and TV travel trips you must take this year and where you can celebrate MASH's 50th anniversary. And that's MASH the movie, not the TV show. The TV show actually celebrates its 50th anniversary in two years. But the post has to do with both. And I'm going to have somebody on in a couple of weeks who's going to actually talk to us about MASH. And on the website is also my visit to the Pandorica restaurant in Beacon, New York. And, of course, you'll know that name if you're a Doctor Who fan, so you should check that out. Be patient. I'm adding more content every week, and I'm really excited to finally get this site up and running and out to you guys. Uh, I love the way it looks. So I'd love to hear your feedback on it too. I also have a new book coming out in March on sports travel actually, and I'll be working hard to promote that as well. Plus once I sell my home and get settled, I'll be back on the road with, get this, YouTube content. Yep, me on YouTube everybody, and more Instagram content, and I'm very excited about all of this. This year I'm hoping to get at least to Arizona for more fun, uh, as well as New Mexico, maybe back to Disney, my fingers crossed, Ohio, and so many other places, but I got to get this house sold first, and hopefully my dream of Italy is getting closer and closer. Just one more thing. I also started writing for filmbook.com, that's film-book.com, so you can find some of my articles there, including a weekly update on what movies are coming out and who I think will take over the box office that week. So speaking of the box office, what am I watching? I've been watching plenty of movies. I actually started off the year watching An Affair to Remember on Hulu. 
It's a 1957 movie starring Cary Grant and Deborah Kerr. I thought it started out kind of slow, but by the end, I can see why people said that it's a great romantic movie. I gave it a seven. Now, if you're a fan of Cary Grant, you might know that there's a statue of him in Bristol, England, where he was born. There's also an annual Cary Grant festival. The interesting thing about the festival is that it's in Bristol, but the people who run the festival are actually thinking of bringing it to New York. So I have someone from the festival coming on the show in the next couple of weeks to talk about the festival in England, what the the, uh, procedure is about getting it to New York, is it going to happen, when you can sign up for either one, all of those fun details. So stay tuned for all of that as well. I also recently seen Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker, which I enjoyed. I gave that a solid eight. I like Star Wars, but I'm not as big of a buff as others are, so I'm not going to sit and analyze anything here. I'm just going to give it the eight and move on. Now, Jumanji, the next level, I gave a solid nine and a nine and a half for how funny it was. And like my daughter said, any movie that has Danny DeVito in it or someone impersonating Danny DeVito in it is okay in my book. But this movie was hysterical. Now, speaking of that, can we talk about Aquafina? I thought she stole the show in Crazy Rich Asians. She stole the show in Jumanji, too. So I'm excited that she actually has a new show coming out, which on Comedy Central, I think it is, and I'm going to tune into that as well. But she is hilarious. And that voice of hers doing Danny DeVito, oh, my God. I'm glad I didn't have any popcorn in my mouth when she did that. I also saw Little Women, and that got an eight for me and also got an Oscar nomination. Uh, Spies in Disguise was much funnier than I expected. And just last night, I gave in. And I saw Bad Boys for Life, and that was also better than I expected it would be. But I had not seen the others in the franchise, so I, I didn't really know the backstory, but by the end of the movie, didn't really have to see the earlier ones. They kind of told you what was going on, and you, you learned about the relationship between uh, Will Smith and Martin Lawrence. So a lot of good action, a lot of violence, of course, but a lot of good action, Uh, a lot of funny parts and I gave it a seven and that's good for me for that franchise. So good job. So let's get to one of the reasons why you're here. My real travels interview this week is with Shannon Enton, the founder of tvtraveler.com and the co-host of Stinger Universe. And that's a podcast and she's been published in many publications and on many websites We've talked about so many things. I really love this conversation. We talked about her love of Stranger Things, The Walking Dead, and we talked about other film and TV trips she's taken. It was so much fun. I'm glad she came on, and I think you'll really enjoy our chat. So enjoy my interview with Shannon Enton. So on today's episode of Real Travels, I'm super excited because the one thing I love about the writing and blogging community is that we don't look at each other as competition. And when I saw Shannon's website and writing that she does, I could have looked at her and went, she's doing exactly what I'm doing. I want to be her. I want to be out doing more stuff. And I didn't look at her as competition. I looked at her as, wow, she's really good. She knows her stuff, and she I, she needs to be on this show because she's just so much fun to watch and to listen to. So I'm going to be bringing in Shannon Enton, who is a travel and entertainment writer and co-host of Singer TV and Movie Podcast. 
And I want to welcome you to the show, Shannon. Thank you so much for being here. Oh, thank you. So, like I said, you know, you you kind of do exactly what I do, which you go out and you travel um, with and see things that have to do with film and TV. How did you get started right. in all of that? I actually got started because I love television, and I was looking for a way to, <laughs> as, as silly as it sounds, I was looking for a way to make watching TV my career. <laughs> so, yeah, I just figured out that you could find a lot of these locations and it, it really started with the walking dead because I was a huge walking dead fan and the town where they primarily filmed a lot of the walking dead, at least in the early years is just this amazing little town that really has built up around the walking dead. I mean, their restaurants are themed walking dead. There's, all kinds of like photo ops and museums and tourism opportunities all around the walking dead. Okay. This, this was like, you know, a nothing town. There was nothing there. And now you've got Alexandria, you've got the windmill, you've got all of the locations that you can really immerse yourself in. And I was just fascinated by that because, you know, there's a lot of places you can travel where there's like a bench or here's a building that was in the background in this Avengers movie. But when you go to Sonoy down in Georgia, it's a little bit south of Atlanta, you are like immersed in The Walking Dead. So that was really what kicked it off for me. I was just, I, I loved it. It was thrilling to me. I did all the tours that they offered down there. And then I started searching, like, where else can you do this? So let's, before we talk about where else you've gone, let's, let's go back a little bit, because even though your, your love of doing this started with The Walking Dead, you obviously have been a TV and film buff for, you know, prior to The Walking Dead. So talk to me a little bit about, you know, when you were even growing up, like how did you get into into becoming such a big film and TV buff? Well, I've always, I've always loved TV. You know, I just really enjoy it. And, you know, I homeschool my kids and I know a lot of homeschoolers and a lot of parents even that don't, let their kids watch that much TV. And I honestly have seen my kids learn so much from television. I'm just, I'm just a big fan. I'm a big fan of TV. You know, I always watched a lot when I was growing up. And then I got into travel writing, and that was around 2011. So the, really the two didn't connect at first. You know, I was just kind of your average TV and movie fan. And my daughter and I have a teenage daughter, so we would go to fan conventions and we would meet the stars. So, you know, I'm kind of a fangirl. So that was kind of one aspect. And then I had the travel writing aspect. And I've been blogging since 2005, but that was originally I had like a, a parenting blog. And then I transitioned to the travel writing in 2011. And like I said, then I just figured out how I can put these two things together in such an awesome way. You know, I love what you said at the beginning that you homeschool your children and you've always been a fan of TV and, and film and they've learned. And it drives me batty when I hear about people who are like, you know, your kids watch too much television. They do this. They're never yeah. going to learn anything. I completely agree with you. I mean, yep. I have three adult, now adult children, and they are so smart 
and so creative, and they love television. They love even the video game industry. I mean, they're huge video game yep. fans, you know. And and I completely agree with you that they have learned so much from television, and it can open worlds up to you. I mean, look what it did to you. It brought you to the filming locations in Georgia that maybe you wouldn't have even gone to if it wasn't oh, for this show. Absolutely. Yeah, and there's been so many times where, you know, any kind of topic, any random topic that a kid could be exposed to on a TV show, you know, and I think that's especially great with homeschooling because my kids can be like, hey, what's that mean? And we can dive right in. You know, I can run with it. Exactly, exactly. Now, um, from the looks of your website, are you a big Marvel fan? I am a big Marvel fan, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> And you did you take the the um, the tour the New York City tour for the Marvel filming yes. locations? Yes. Talk we a little bit the, about um, that because I'm a huge Marvel fan. Yeah, my co-host Phaedra and I um, of my my podcast singer podcast we went to New York City. We took our two teenagers and we did the on location tour. They have a bunch of them. They have them. I, I would gosh, I'd love to do them all, but. You know, they've got some for Sex in the City. They, they have a, a, a whole bunch of different ones. But we did the Marvel tour, and it was really great. Um, you know, I wish that we had been able to get off the bus a little bit more, but it, it was good the way they did it. You started out in Times Square, and then they show you some of the locations there. Then you kind of get on the bus, and they'll – some of the places you just kind of drove by, you know, and I was like, Oh, wait, I need a picture, you know, mm -hmm. or you want to pose in front of it and something like that. So that would be my only um, disappointment in the tour, but it was about three hours long and we did get out at like four different spots. And we got to one of the most exciting parts for me was way back when it wasn't just Marvel, it was all superheroes. So back in the day, I was a Christopher Reeve original Superman fan, if you've seen those movies. Mm -hmm. And we got to yep. go in the building where the Daily Planet actually was. And they had still the very recognizable globe, you know, where he and Lois Lane, like, walked out through the revolving door after work. So I, I love the really recognizable spots. Those are the most exciting. But overall, the tour was great, and the tour guide was so animated, and he was rich, rich with knowledge. So definitely recommend it. It was, it was a lot of fun. If um, Now, are you talking about this is on location tours in New York, right? Yep. Yep. Okay, because I've had um, I had their CEO on my uh, on my podcast. What tip would you give? somebody who had never taken a tour like this before, because I'm more the go and look on my own kind of person, um, which I know that you, you've done as well. But like, what, what tip would you give to somebody who's never done a tour like this before? Well, one thing that I always tell people is to start with the tours. And I have done that as much as possible in my travels because that will give you Okay, here's my tip. My tip is to plan more than more time than just the tour because what you're going to want to do is you're going to find where everything is and get a little background on the tour, but then you go back after and really explore those places. Maybe some of the places they just drove by on the bus you can get back to on your own and take your fun pictures, you know, bring your props, all that fun stuff. Oh, that's a really good idea. I didn't think of that. You know, I figured as soon as the tour was over, you're you're on your way to something else. But you're right. You could go back and, and go a little more closely um, as to yeah. what they showed you, you know. 
that's a really good tip. Thank you. Um, so talk to me about, because right now one of the most popular TV shows out there is Stranger Things. Now, I'm going to be completely oh, yes. honest with you. I'm a win. <gasps> that's that's my complete honesty. It? I saw <laughs> – all right, this is I'm a big wimp and I'm putting this out of my podcast. <laughs> I watched the first episode and I was I felt like I was I needed to hide under a blanket. Like the first oh gosh. episode of the first season <laughs> freaked me out. Like I can't even watch the commer- the trailers for it. Wow. Okay? Like I can't. And uh, I'm just, it's just so creepy to me, but everybody's like, you need to stick with it. And uh, I'm, I'm still yeah, trying to build all up my creepy. Yeah, it's I not know, all creepy. I know. Well, <laughs> and the what, story what is, is the, kids, it's so much fun. That's what I was going to ask you. Like, what is the big draw to this particular show? So if my readers haven't seen it um, or listeners haven't seen it, you know, what what is it about it that makes it so good? That's a great question. I, I know I've heard a lot of interviews with the cast, and none of them expected this show to go anywhere. They're like, all right, we're just going to do this weird show with Netflix and whatever, you know? Um just one of those it's just become this iconic pop culture thing that everybody needs to see you know I think for people my age you know parents uh, 40s and 50s people who grew up in the 80s there are so many 80s references because the show takes place in the 80s and they've done it in such a way where they're not just throwing stupid 80s stuff in your face for the heck of it you know it's just it's really real and the kids are adorable. The kids are amazing actors. I've, I've met, I've had the pleasure of meeting several of them. Um, and, you know, I can't pinpoint one thing that, that is making this show such a success. I think it's just like the perfect storm. Um, it's mm-hmm. a combination of nostalgia for older people you know, the the younger kids, I know my daughter, my teenage daughter just absolutely loves those kids, you know, that that's their, you know, that's what they're fangirling over, the young kids are. Um, and it's a great story. It's just a fantastic story. I love the fact that you said 80s references because I am an 80s kid. And uh-huh. I didn't know that. Like, I, again, I, I bailed early. <laughs> So maybe I need to go back and give this show another try. Because oh, I know my you daughter. Try. If it gets scary, if it gets scary, put your hands over your eyes. But just listen. <laughs> I will. I will. Because like even my daughter was like, I just got, I just binge watched, binge watched uh, Stranger Things, and it was great. And I'm like, and she's 26, but you know, here she she knows that I just don't do well with things that like. Right. I don't know, like, and and that is I that is another scared, show. But, mm-hmm. That is another show that has so many amazing, recognizable filming locations that you can actually go to in in Georgia. It was filmed all in Georgia, and oh my God, just so many fun spots where you're like, oh my God, they were standing right there. Just great. And I see, like, you, you blogged about it. You, you took a trip there. What was your favorite part? Because I know you saw a bunch of things on this trip. Like, what was your favorite moment on that trip when you went, I, like, cannot believe I'm standing here? Oh, man, that is tough to answer. You know, we've actually gone three times 
Uh, my daughter and I did the first wow. trip. Then we took we took some friends and showed them all the spots. And then I just got back actually a week ago from a third trip because I wanted to see some of the locations from the third season. And I think I would have to say right now, you know, it's probably going to change. It probably changes all the time. I think initially my favorite spot was the school because the fun spots are the ones, like I've said, that are so recognizable and they still have the sign up that said Hawkins middle school. You know, it was just this abandoned school. It was easy to get to. And when we went there, there was tons of other people, not tons, but you know, probably like 10 to 15 other people there. And you, you know, you walk, up to the front of this school, you take your pictures and there's all these other fans. And that's also part of the experience, not just going and seeing the locations, but like seeing other fans and, and kind of relating to them and being like, Hey, you know, where are you from? And stuff like that. That's really fun too. So I think seeing the Hawkins middle school was my favorite, but then we just went to the pool. So in the third season, it took place during the summer and there was a community, the Hawkins community pool, that was featured pretty prominently in the third season of Stranger Things. So we found that. And, again, it was just so easy to get to. You just drive off the road into the parking lot. It's right there. You can see everything. Everything looks exactly like it did in the show. So that is currently my favorite, I think. That one was really fun. That's awesome. And, you know, a, a lot of people don't realize um, when they are making these trips, like what you said, that you're going to bump into other people doing exactly what you're doing. And, and you yes. don't envision that. You envision you're going to walk up to the school and be like the only person doing this. And did you right, talk right. to you anybody? Know, did, yeah, of course. Exactly. Yeah, we definitely did. And at first, when we first started doing this, you, you're a little nervous. You know, some of the places, and that's one thing I write on my blog is like, you can Google and find addresses for where things are, but some of them are sketchy. Some are scary. You know, we went up to this mm -hmm. one restaurant that was in Stranger Things, and it was like a, a pool hall. You know, it looked scary. So we didn't go in. I'm like, I'm not going in with my daughter. You know, I'm not going in this place. So I kind of, mm -hmm. you know, put that in my post. Like, these are the places maybe you don't want to go because you can find them. And then there's other situations like the – Pumpkin Patch and the cabin that were featured in Stranger Things, they're on private property and you can only get to them if you um, purchase like a, you know, you go and visit this farm and you purchase like, you know, their hayride, then you can get to the Pumpkin Patch. And then they have, they actually made an escape room, which that's the other issue is when people are brilliant enough to create another business out of their filming location. So there was a cabin in Stranger Things. And this, the people that own that property made the cabin into an escape room. So now you can go and escape from Hopper's cabin, and it's phenomenal. Uh, unfortunately, it was closed when we went, so I need to get back down there again. So. <laughs> oh, wow. I, see, that's what I love. I mean, I, you know, I've been writing and, and talking about all of these places for so long, and I keep saying that there are so many locations that can be converted into something touristy that would benefit the town. And sometimes they don't take advantage of things like that, you know, and, and yeah. take advantage of the, their their popularity of, of their little community. And um, I love hearing stories like that, that, that some businesses have done that and communities have done that. You know, you have all these, even like annual festivals of 
places that, um, you know, like, I mean, even Andy Griffith, Don Knotts, they like do all these things that we're not even really aware. Um, but these little communities thrive off of it, you know? Yeah. Uh, so yes, that, that's absolutely. fantastic. Yeah, a, they just did a, um, a whole dirty dancing celebration weekend in Lake Lure in North Carolina where mm-hmm. they filmed a lot of dirty dancing. So yeah, they, there's all kinds of things like that. Yeah. That's yeah, on my we visited, uh, yeah. <laughs> we also visited my last trip uh, from Ozark. I don't know if you've seen Ozark on Netflix with Jason Bateman. Yes. Very good. Yeah. So the Blue Cat Lodge is actually exactly how it looked in the show. It's not called the Blue Cat Lodge because Netflix owns that name. So they made them change the sign. But if you go inside, um, there is a sign that says Blue Cat Lodge over the bar, and it looks just like it. And I went in, and it's got the whole lakefront and the uh, dock where people can pull up and fuel, and that was really a thrill, too. That's a cool place. And it's a restaurant now called JD's on the Lake. Anybody can go to have lunch. Wow. And how was the food? Did you eat? Mm. Yeah, the food was great. Yeah, it was awesome. Nice. <laughs> you know, burgers and, and stuff like that. It was great. Yeah. Now, what has there is there a place on your list that you haven't seen yet, either in the states or internationally, that you really want to get to at some point? Oh, absolutely, yeah. And I'm planning for next spring to go to Ireland because Game of Thrones is also one of my favorite movies, and there are a lot of Game mm-hmm. of Thrones uh, filming locations in Ireland, and uh, definitely going to hit that next year. That's my plan. Oh, you're going next year. Yes, we're planning. Wow, that's we're awesome. planning a trip right now. Mm-hmm. Planning a trip right now for the spring, definitely. So I know that we talked about, you know, if my if my listeners hadn't seen Stranger Things, but let's talk in general too, because you're a fantastic travel writer, and and your blog is like chock full of all these tips and and suggestions of of places to go and things to see. If my listeners want to start doing this and, and going to see some of their favorite filming locations. Where, where do they start? I mean, I have a huge list of places I want to see, but like if I'm new to this, where do I start and how do I get out there and start seeing all these great places? Well, your first step would be to research where it was filmed because, you know, a large majority, while there are tons of great places to visit, a large majority of things are filmed in sound studios. You know, they're filmed on stages and you just can't get to them. You can go and take the Los Angeles, you know, Paramount studio tour, but that's about as good as it's going to get for, for a lot of things. So, you know, my first step is always Googling, you know, where, where is such and such a show filmed? And you can almost always find that out online. And then, you know, you go from there. You can go to the tourism departments. Uh, you know, Georgia is a huge state for filming because they give big tax incentives. So a lot of stuff mm-hmm. is filmed in Georgia. And I just recently um, interviewed a woman who worked with what they call, um, oh, I'm going to blank on it now. Shoot, I can't remember the name of it. Oh, Film Ready. That's what it's called. So every county mm-hmm. in Georgia has a film-ready rep, and that rep is responsible for um, putting out locations that are available to film. So they'll get 
some, someone will contact them from a movie or a TV show and say, hey, we're looking for an abandoned hospital or we're looking for an old school or we're looking for a, um, you know, warehouse and all of their specifications. And then the film ready rep in that county will say, hey, I know of this and here's what we can do for you. And they go back and forth. So the tourism departments and those film ready reps, especially in Georgia, and I know other states have similar things, um, are a great place to start so you can contact them and say hey you know where can I see these locations how can I get to them are they accessible to the public um, so that is generally my way of researching and of course there are also tons of tours you know if you have a very popular spot like Georgia or in Ireland or I know in Croatia there's also a lot of filming for Game of Thrones and they actually have tours you know they'll have a Game of Thrones tour so you can find those. Mm -hmm. So you can search online, you know, name of your TV show tour and see what comes up, that kind of thing. That's where I would tell people to start. What would you suggest that they don't do? I mean, any mistakes that you've seen travelers make in doing these types of trips or seeing these types of filming locations? Yeah, there's two things that I always warn against. One I mentioned before is don't just go to every address that you find on Google, okay? You know, be mm -hmm. a little bit discerning, you know, look at a map, figure out where these places are. Don't just punch it into your GPS and drive. You don't know where you're going, especially if you're alone or, you know, you have kids with you or something. Be, be careful. And the second thing is be respectful because I've heard many people, you know, I heard a story once when I took a Walking Dead tour there's a house and there's a scene in The Walking Dead where a character, Carl, is sitting on the roof eating a can of pudding. And this is an actual house right on the streets of Sonoy that you can walk right by. And the tour guide was telling us that these people have had so many problems that someone, someone actually came and tried to put their kid up on the roof to take a picture. You know, people, wow. people are... People are disrespectful, and that was, that's the other thing that I always say. Like, please be respectful. These, these are people's houses. These are people's towns. You know, take your pictures, have fun, but keep your distance and don't, you know, don't trespass. <laughs> yeah, you know, I had heard something similar for the Breaking Bad um, locations in, um, in, oh, in, New Where Mexico, do right? they film? Thank you. New Mexico. Yes. <laughs> yes. And um, there's a scene where um, Walt throws a pizza on top of somebody's house. Oh, right. Yep. And yep. I talked to one of the tour guides out there um, who runs the Breaking Bad, the, the more popular Breaking Bad tour. And he said that um, for a while, he, people would drive by and try oh. to fling a pizza on top These of their roof. people. Oh, and gosh. Oh. Now, they said that the people are very open to letting the fans come and take pictures and, and you know, stand there. And, and they even come out and talk to them. But they had to mm -hmm. build a wall to get them to stop throwing the pizzas yeah. on top see, of the house. Know, right. People yeah. like that ruin it for the rest of us. <laughs> Exactly, oh, exactly. Um, now, you also have a podcast. So talk to me yes. a little bit about how you got started in the podcast and what the listeners can expect to hear you guys talk about. Yeah, thanks. Um, our podcast is Singer TV and Movie Podcast. My co-host, Pedro, and I, we talk about TV and movies. Um, 
<laughs> we just got together one day and we're, we were talking, we were kind of fangirling, girling. we were talking about um, different celebrities that we'd like to meet and our encounters with celebrities. And we're like, Hey, we should just talk about this on a podcast. So as every other Tuesday, and we start out by talking about what we're watching. So, you know, people are always on Facebook or you're talking to people in real life and they're like, Oh, what are you watching? What's good on Netflix? You know, what have you seen lately? We answer that question. You know, what are you watching? Mm -hmm. That's what, that's what we're there for. So we talk about what we're watching and then we have a topic of the week where we try to, you know, get a little deeper into either a TV show or a movie. Awesome. And you also have a Facebook group. So what, what do you guys talk about there? I mean, is it just a place for fans to kind of converse with each other? Absolutely. Yep, that's what it is. It's just an extension of the podcast. Uh, our listeners and, and any other fans who want to get in there, it's called TV and Movie Discussion with Stinger. It's a um, Facebook group. So if you just search for it and request to join. So you know, again, a lot of people are like, what do I watch next? Or they're like, oh, my God, did you just watch that new show, Carnival Row? You know, and people want to talk about it. So we'll start threads for every show. Well, not every show, but whatever anybody wants to talk about, we'll start a thread. And then in the comments, people can um, talk about it. And, you know, we try to keep it spoiler free for a little bit. And then we make sure people are very careful with their, you know, only putting spoilers in the comments and stuff like that. So everybody has mm -hmm. a chance to talk about what they love and, and analyze the show because everybody loves to do that. <laughs> now I'm going to be honest. I mean, I know that we only had like around 20 minutes or so to talk, but I could, I could sit here and talk about probably every show and every, every trip <laughs> and everything with you. I really wish I could, Me too. <laughs> but in the meantime, where can my listeners find you um, beyond the, the Facebook group that we talked about? Give us all of your contact information. Sure, sure. I am at thetvtraveler.com. That is my website where you'll find a lot of the filming locations and all the information that I've been talking about here. And I am on social media at Shannon Enton. So that's Twitter, that's Instagram, um, and then also at Singer Podcast on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook. Fantastic. Shannon, thank you so much for coming on this show and sharing all of your travel experiences and, and talking about what you've done, which I find fascinating. Like, I, I get really excited when I see that you've posted something new. I'm always like, where'd she go today? What'd she do today? So, oh, <laughs> so I'm, I'm so excited that, that you came on the show. And I hope that maybe down the road you'll come on again. Absolutely. I would love to. Thank you for having me. Great, Shannon. You have a great day. You too. Thanks. Bye-bye. Sh Shannon, thank you so much for, for such a great interview. Make sure you check out her website at thetvtraveler.com. And before I let you go this week, I'm going to tell you who my YouTuber of the week is, and that has to be the Nomadic Fanatic. Eric's fun, down-to-earth, and provides some really great footage on his channel. Just so you know, he is a he lives in his RV full-time, travels around the country, and really shows us what he likes to call quirky things that he finds on the road. He's also a big film and TV fan who loves Disney and Star Wars, among other things, which is another reason why I enjoy watching him. I've been addicted to his posts since I first found him, and 
I've learned a lot about becoming a YouTuber. He's got a pretty good following, and I think you'll really enjoy the stuff. He's very open and honest um, about his experiences on the road, the things that he sees, and uh, I think you'll enjoy it. And, of course, there's this cute cat, Jax, that you have to tune in for, too. He's adorable. So check out his YouTube channel for more information at youtube.com slash nomadicfanatic. And on that note, I'll be back next week with another edition of Real Travels. I would love to hear from you about what you're up to. You can reach out to me on Twitter at Virgin Traveler or DM me on Instagram at The Virgin Traveler. I also have Real Travels on Facebook, too, so there's plenty of ways to keep up with what's going on and reach out to me. Thanks for stopping by and listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, please leave it a rating and a comment if you prefer. And in the meantime, have a great week, and I'll see you next time.